top shelf fantasy. Okay, well, let's do this. Yeah, this is going to be a long one, going through the week two injuries. And leading it off, Corey Dow's tore his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going to cross our fingers and hope it's a serious pull. <laughs> but the amount of purple on the back of my uh, thigh is not encouraging. It's what you get for playing baseball. What I wanted 30s. to, uh, what I just wanted to do is some, some first-hand research on what a hamstring injury is like <laughs> in the NFL, since I see so many of them. Turns out they are unenjoyable. Uh, September 20th will always go down in history for fantasy owners. This is not a good one. It's the early apocalypse. It, it's just, this is the not. Early, early bi-pocalypse. This, yeah, we'll this, this just isn't. Uh, we'll Craig, Craig's going to trademark something. Uh, this is not, not good. Um, in no particular order. Uh, Saquon Barkley is out for the season, so that's the one we're going to start yeah, with. Not in order or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, torn ACL, didn't look good, carded off the whole nine, deleted everything on his Instagram, which is a weird move, but. Uh, well, he just came out and said, uh, said mild, mild setback, major comeback. Mama so, mentality. Something, something tells me he's very upset. Yeah. I mean, you're talking like, about. You're like talking depressed about, upset. Well, he's in a contract year. He's in a contract year. He's a generational talent that has played less games than he's been out for. That sucks, man. Because he did have that three or four week uh, ankle injury last year. Yep. I mean, and, that should have been way longer too. And so. Saquon, let me tell you, if there's a if there is that contract thing, if there is a running back that deserves something, what CMC got and you know Alvin Kamara got pretty close to, it's Saquon, and he's not gonna get that. No, he's not gonna get anything. Like they're gonna. Well, they're going to give him seven million, eight million. He's going to be coming off an ACL. I mean, like he'll have to, you know, he'll have to test free agency. He'll he's have to. Going to have to hire Drew Rosenhaus. Who's a baseball I mean, I think, agent. I think, I think, as as far as Saquon's contract goes, he's he's best ought to sign a one year, three million dollar, four million dollar. Is he though with the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, I, unless you're. I, it just at what point do we sit here and say Saquon Barkley's body? No, they'll pick up the fifth year option on him. Like that, that hasn't gone through. I don't think on Saquon Barkley that that year of that draft hasn't happened yet. So I think he does have a little bit more time, but he won't have that early contract that Dalvin well, Cook got and Joe Mixon right? got, Alvin Kamara got. He won't have that early contract, which is what which he deserves. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if he can play under that for one more year, that doesn't hurt him. And then. I, if he can go out and play a full season, put 16 together, he'll then to he'll get that. the big one. But that's the big question. He's going to come off an ACL. You know what sucks, too, is he never got injured in college. Never yeah. once. Well, maybe that's the Played issue. every game. <laughs> I only want to talk about this. <laughs> I I own Saquon Barkley in a league. It's the first year. I mean, there hasn't been many years. Is this just a therapy that. session podcast? I mean, but, like, I'm sitting here and I go, Kenny Galladay still hasn't played. I got LaBelle on the IR. Now I got Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL. And I think the, the sky's falling. Uh, and, then, and then it comes on CMC's out four to six weeks. And it's just, like, Cortland where? Came where, out of nowhere. I, I, I'm sorry. The CMC injury, though, is, is massive because – you're looking at picks one and two in the draft. Yeah. Now out. Yeah. One's yeah. out for the whole year. One's out for a month and a half. People that drafted these guys said, I am set at running back. Let me worry about other yeah. positions. 
Now they do not have these guys, Chris Tully. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we literally had somebody say that. Why do I need another running back out of CMC? And, if, and I don't blame him if I was in that position. I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's, a, it's it's an awful spot to be in. You're Obviously, first overall, you're going to take CMC. Nobody would ever say that you were wrong for doing so. And maybe he'll be back in two or three weeks, and it won't kill your season. Honestly, you, you, I don't mean to cut off your flow, but CMC came out and said after the doctor said he's out four to six weeks, He's, you know, I'm going to try and beat that time frame, and I expect him to do so. And a lot of players, even like we're talking about Saquon Barkley last year with his high ankle sprain, he was back in three weeks. Michael Thomas so, is trying to do it right now. He's try- Exactly. So, so it's concerning, though, that he goes out there and a guy whose game is predicated on his shiftiness and his elusiveness to go out with a high ankle sprain and run the risk of re-aggravating it. He comes back in two weeks, gives you three drives, and then he's out for another full four to six weeks. You know who Adam Thielen all over again. Well, you yes. know who did that last year, too, is Alvin Kamara. The, yes. uh, his high ankle sprain, he actually – I don't know if he missed a game or, or if he didn't miss any games, but he and he did not look right all Yeah, year. and then he morphed it into a torn MCL that he ended yeah. up having surgery on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and here's the thing on CMC is he's likely not the one making the decision about when he plays again. That, that is something that I think is a very real possibility that the Panthers sit there and say, we lost our we lost our franchise QB because we were reckless with him. We don't want to lose our franchise running back. And they paid him like it. Right. Um, so the, the problem is it changes the entire look of your offense. I want to, yeah, yeah. and I, I just want to sit down on these two running backs for a second and and I don't want to do like a lessons learned or anything, but this is why we say hammer running backs and hammer them early because this stuff can happen. And if you don't have a game plan for it, you're fucked because these two guys, we said, if you lose CMC or you lose Saquon Barkley, you do not replace them, right? There's no Alexander Madison. There's no Benny Snell. There's no Tevin Coleman. There's no Naheem Hunt. I mean, the list goes on. There is no other talented running back on on yeah. either of those rosters. You're looking at Mike Davis and Deion Lewis slash Wayne Gallman. Right. I'm not yeah. hitching my fantasy wagon to any of those bums. Right. And and Wayne Gallman actually was bad last year, but whatever. I mean, he's not a guy that you're gonna hold as a handcuff, right? right. right. I mean, that that was one thing we were saying was that. There's no other talented running back on this team that if the starter gets hurt, you want to have those guys. So your backup options had to be depth pieces in in other positions. The Antonio Gibsons, the um, I can't even think of all of them. I'm still my mind is still shocked <laughs> that I I don't know Saquon Barkley. But th- this is the importance of running back position in fantasy football. Um, let's flip over to the uh, the Niners real quick though. Yeah, I was gonna say Speaking let's running backs. let's let's stick with the running backs because now Raheem Moser has a sprained MCL and Tevin Coleman has an undislocated, undisclosed, Tom. undisclosed. Well, undisclosed. Let me get Billy in here and help you with reading. <laughs> I need some. Gla- I need some glasses. Undisclosed knee injury. I was we, like undislocated. What so, the hell? So <laughs> does that mean that it's in place <laughs> correctly? I, so he's fine. He's healthy, right? <laughs> And what I learned is is undisclosed can mean anything now. Is it could be just a tweak to undisclosed knee injury. Corlin Sutton left the game. Oh wait, he tore up everything in his knee now and he's completely We're still dead. on San Francisco, Craig. I know, but I know you point, want to talk about Sutton. No, no, but I'm saying is, is undisclosed for Tevin Coleman could actually be very bad. Yeah, you're at the you're right. at the level of uh like hockey injury reports. A lower body injury. Joe Thornton has two torn ACLs. He has a <laughs> yeah. lower body injury. 
okay, so that's a that's a that's a fair point. Um, and we we're gonna talk about that. This is this is new. Sutton, this is right. this came out today. This is new. Uh, we don't know the extent of it. We will find out the extent of it once the truck gets to San Francisco. Um, the MRI truck, which has been yeah, which yeah, you said suspiciously delayed. Um, by Craig. Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he left the game. We have an update on the ankle, and it's it's more positive than negative. I don't have the update directly in front of me right now. If one of you guys can go and find it, that, that'd be great. So yeah, it sounds said like Jimmy Garoppolo's fine. said it's week to week. They're going to hopefully play him this week. I mean, he's a quarterback, so his high, his high ankle sprain could be the exact high ankle sprain that Christian McCaffrey has. And McCaffrey will miss more time, regardless of toughness. It's because yeah. of the position. Well, it's because of the right. position. And what you have to, what your body requires right. that, uh, yeah. it, you know, and if it's his front one and it's not his throwing, you know, the one he throws off of, he's probably better. Yeah. The big one, though, is Raheem Mostert uh, out of the, the 49ers because, oh boy, did he look good. <laughs> he had a nice oh, 80 so yard, uh, I don't know if it was a catch or a run. I think I missed that, but he just absolutely blew past everybody on the field. Yeah, they're saying that he could be back as soon as this week, which is is odd for a sprained MCL, but that's what the reports are saying. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, the, how they I come would, to I would think drugs. Yeah, yes. I would think the way that this has been going for the 49ers, just wait. Um, when you normally just, go, just wait. We, all, we all sit here and go, oh, why do the 49ers have 50 running backs? Oh, okay, apparently they're all going to get hurt. That's, so. that's why. Yeah. It would be they really nice be... to be Matt Breida in this backfield right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, with these two guys going down, it's looking like Jarek uh, Jarek McKinnon who handled most of the work, and then Jeff Wilson. He had three. No, he had three carries. Hey, it's the most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, and then Jeff Wilson would be the other guy. Uh, check, though. A buddy, you might have another uh, fullback team. We should check. do something like every fullback touchdown will donate like ten dollars to. I don't know, a charity. That, that might be kind of fun. Let's do some research on how many fullback touchdowns there were last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably more than we think. Yeah. Um, I'm down, though. If, if both Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman come out and they miss an extended period of time, what is your outlook on that backfield? Oh Well, you go, you go McKinnon first because he obviously has shown that he's getting the work over Wilson. Until he gets hurt, because that's also McKinnon's thing. He missed over 900-something days of football. Yeah, if if you pick up McKinnon, you should also try to pick up Jeff Wilson. That's yeah. his handcuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, Je- and Jeff Wilson's someone, too, that has kind of gotten involved the last couple of, couple of years. Um, and the reason why he hasn't yet so far is because of McKinnon, and they like to use three of them. Um, and so I think that you know, you'll, you'll see Jeff Wilson involved for sure. And then, you know, I'm a big Jermichael Hasey fan. Um, so I think he has a good shot. At least he gets re-signed off the well, practice Yeah, he should get there. called up from the, uh, for, to the active roster, which is a yeah. good sign. Well, we're going to see how that one plays out too. Um, Drew Locke, that was probably the biggest one for the Broncos. He's out for a couple weeks for a reevaluation. Um, all right, let's move over to Devontae Adams uh, for the Packers. Wait a minute. Yeah, you hold, on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. I was wait, waiting wait, 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 until – I said the biggest one for the Broncos is Drew Locke. Craig's been waiting to talk about well, Corlin Sutton thought, for 10 minutes. I thought you were going to talk about the fact uh, – well, for, first off, Drew Locke's got an, uh, a, a severe rotator cuff injury. They say it's an AC you know, joint, whatever, yes. and it's an, in his throwing shoulder. Like they say two 
two weeks reevaluation. I think in they say the extension could be six weeks. So well, I think no, that no, is no. That be means he's absolutely out two weeks because they don't they don't know until two weeks how that healing is going okay. to go. So it's speaking from somebody who has had a severe right. AC it's, joint it's dislocation. A, it's a <laughs> major question mark, and basically they're saying we can't give you a timeline for two weeks. Right. Well, like what I was guessing was that they're looking at massive amounts of inflammation right off the right off right. when it happens. They need to see how it goes down and how it heals naturally over those two weeks and like literally you're not playing for two weeks we'll figure it out from then yeah and i think i put it in my little write-up here like they're gonna reevaluate to see if they need to keep him out for two weeks and just rest or if he needs to take a surgical he's probably gonna have to have a surgical approach would be my guess because i feel like on minor sprains and things like that and with what happened and with what happened with their their offense and defense of injuries as well kind of similar to san francisco they've lost a lot almost everything on the field you know early on was um, the uh, pass rusher there for whatever godforsaken reason I can't remember, but Von now Miller. Von Miller, Corlin Sutton, uh, now you know tears his ACL and he's out for the year. Uh, and honestly, the, the weirdest thing happened was there was an update that he left the game because of his knee slash leg cramps, which sounds like such an odd thing. And I'm really hoping, honestly, that it is just a torn ACL and nothing more than that. Because if we're looking at shades of Teddy Bridgewater. And we have like, you know, tore his knee up is what we saw in quotes. And, you know, he had leg cramps. Like that sounds really gruesome. And like, well, when you, when you talk about leg cramps on top of a torn ACL, a lot of times you talk about compartment syndrome and compartment syndrome is absolutely, first of all, it's a, it's a risk for your leg to stay attached to your body. Remember um, the tight end for the bears who yeah, put right. his foot in the end yep. zone. Well, I can't remember. Trying to save his Zach life. Miller? Zach Miller. Yeah. Was it Zach Miller? Yeah, yeah. Zach they, Miller. They ended up trying to save his leg because he had the same thing, a, a broken bone that was creating a, a lack of blood flow and oxygen to his the rest of his body. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. The, so... the, the only thing is, though, is both Miller and Bridgewater, when that happened to him, they were down on the ground noticeably in pain, and their legs were mangled. Yeah, but nobody knew what the hell happened to Simon. Right, which is why I'm... I'm almost thinking that's probably not the case. But I think it. I think it's more like an MCL, PCL type of secondary knee muscle right. that he probably tore, or ligament that he tore. It almost just sounds to me like somebody with inside knowledge knew that he was injured and had a knee injury for sure, and then with some irresponsible reporting just said, yeah, he tore his knee up. And then that has absolutely snowballed into yeah. all of us worrying about a lot of stuff that really shouldn't have been leaked. Right, and yeah. and we will stay monitoring it, uh, monitored on it. But Cortland Sutton's out for the year. That's true, and which is yeah. huge because we were trying him out as wide receiver oh, one. And no oh, matter yeah. how you cut it, Cortland Sutton leaving is a huge hit to that offense. And on top of that, Drew Locke looked fine as a quarterback. Jeff Driscoll is a huge drop off in talent. David Blau. Where's David Blau? <laughs> Where is he, man? Uh, and I mean, and it's notable to Colin say that. Kaepernick. <laughs> It's notable to say that Philip Lindsay's missing two to four weeks. Tom just uh, right through. Jerry Judy. Oh yeah, I'm I'm letting that go. <laughs> uh, Philip Lindsay's out two to two to four weeks. Jerry Judy ended up leaving the game a little bit early. He did come back. He did come back. Yes. Uh, which is which is good. Uh, KJ Hamler was banged up to be to begin the year, but it looks like those rookies are going to be the offense, gonna, and then Noah Fan. You're going to have a young monster. team. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and this with Jeff be, Driscoll. I don't even know how old Driscoll is, but it could he be, sounds like an old man. You could convince me that Jeff Driscoll is like twenty six <laughs> or forty six, right? I believe either way, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. Um, Devonte Adams left in the third quarter with a hamstring injury and did not return. 
Yeah, and that's that's one, a big one. That's one that again could be a function of game flow. They were they up. Didn't why need bring him. him back in? Yep, he's already got the angle that he came in with. He's got the hamstring now that he might have added in game. Who knows? But go rest. Start start your rest early this week. Maybe you only have to miss a Wednesday practice and not Thursday. Something to monitor though, because if he misses time, MVS and Lazard are both starts. Mm. But I don't like either oh, one of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I would say yeah, because I mean Aaron Rodgers has been. Quick question: on fire. Do they have a tight end in Green Bay? No. Uh, they have two. Uh, Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger, and then the other guy. I actually Isn't don't know like his name, and he's a rookie. Gutton, G Y Guy Guyton, Guyton. I don't even know. Garrett, Gary Guyton, irrelevant. From 2013. <laughs> irrelevant. Well, I saw the Patriots yeah, line, and I go, Larry Izzo caught a t- uh, caught a pass, but no, I guess <laughs> Ryan Tom. Izzo's a tight end. I thought so. it was Thomas. Uh, there's there's a Thomas. He's a fullback. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> this one feels weird. So Tyrod Taylor had an aggravated chest injury pregame, and all of us said, well, he's got COVID. He got the COVID. <laughs> he's got the COVID. They, they still are sticking by it that he had a rib injury, and then they shot him up pregame to, you know, calm down the inflammation or, or get, you know, some sort the of cortisone. pain in the area. Yeah. And it, he had a bad reaction to it. Like, why are you giving that to a player prior if you know if you don't know whether or not it's going to work well with him? Like, that's the that's Doctor One Hundred and One. Oh is, no, they do that to everyone. That's that they no, do but, that to everybody. But I no, remember, like, if you're you have to know N- if they're gonna have an allergic reaction. Yeah, if to you're it. in the NFL, you think right. they don't have a sure. list of the medications you're allergic to? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from, but I'm just saying that that's actually very normal. That oh, yeah. when they go in, they just oh, juice sure. you up. Um. I think where I was getting weird on this is that this actually might be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Um, because have, Herbert looked great. It should have been a great thing right up until Anthony Lane came out and said he's not going to just start. Please don't. Yeah. It's like, dude, <laughs> you just went you went head to head for five quarters with the defending Super Bowl champion, like favorites to re- repeat this year. And then you're like, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with Tyrod Taylor, who like struggled to beat the Colts. That's where they were. No, it wasn't the Colts. It was the Jaguars. Who they play week one? Broncos. No, week nope, one was, was uh, who an NFL about? team. Yep, um, yep, that's accurate. Actually, <laughs> who I, I had that same. I one. had that same blank. Uh, the other, you know, other Bengals? podcast <laughs> was the Bengals. Moving on. Yeah, Paris we're gonna, Campbell. We're on it was the Paris Bengals. Campbell. I'm correct. Who had who had Paris Campbell as a sleeper? <laughs> okay, me. So I had him as a sleeper for the year. Yeah, I've had it. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant, as the yeah, year. You right, had him yeah. as the year. Um, yep, so he had a knee injury. So uh, you, you said that the um, so they did actually come out and say he avoided ACL, so there's a breath of relief. And then they go, he's in, out indefinitely with a PCL tear. And then they go, wait a minute, it's actually not a PCL tear. It's an MCL and PCL sprain. So either way, pretty sure he's going on IR. Could come back at the end of the year is what they said maybe. But he, there's a very good shot he never comes back this year. Those Indianapolis yeah. area hospitals are apparently just guessing at injuries at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, just, yeah, I mean, well, re- it's not regardless, he's going to miss significant time if it's any of his CLs. If it's any of it, yeah, a CL is not a good one. Um, I'm just going to jump down to the bottom real quick. So, A.J. Brown had a knee bruise. That's why he wasn't active. We don't really have an update on it. This one kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. Corey Davis and John U. Smith had, had good days. Uh, Will Fuller had a hamstring injury. Um, you hate to see injuries happen. 
but Will Fuller, this is just this. I mean, this is par for the course. When you draft him every year and you say, well, if he can stay healthy, just remember this. (laughs) You've already lost. You you just don't. I have no shares of Will Fuller this year. And that's how I like it. And that's the same thing with Sammy Watkins. Yep. Oh, that was one that we missed, Sammy Watkins. He didn't didn't make the list, but uh, he goes along with Wolf Fuller. It's the same thing. You know, week two. They're just too obvious. Week week one, Sammy. Yeah, he's not staying healthy. I'm surprised Deshaun Jackson hasn't gotten hurt yet. And another guy who always gets hurt, uh, Brashad Perriman. Yep. Yep. Um, He left the game with the ankle injury. So the Jets, still more of a disaster. You think that they wouldn't have put Denzel Mims on the IR because he might might need the guy. Um, Malcolm Brown had a pinky injury. Cam Akers had rib cartilage. So that Rams backfield seems to be a disaster. Then you get Daryl Henderson. We all who, have rib I cartilage. Don't know. You know, we all have rib cartilage. I yeah. under I understand that, but his injury was a rib cartilage. Yeah, a rib rib separated okay, so from the cartilage. His ribs separated from the cartilage, and that is on, as a running back a very. Dangerous... I'm reading the notes here. That's a, that's all I got. <laughs> rib as, cartilage, as more people would call that, a dislocated rib. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, I guess. So that's that's not. I don't think he'll be back anytime soon because I mean, even David Johnson had that. I think four it was, weeks, five weeks, and he was know. out a while. And Cam Akers hasn't looked good when yeah. he's been right. on the field anyway. So like, if I'm the Rams, uh, just you know, Rook, take your time. Let me put it this way: I cracked two ribs one time, and that's not as severe as having a separated rib. And I couldn't sleep well for like a month. So I can't imagine playing oh, an yeah. NFL football game with 250-pound linebackers just mashing you to bits. There's <laughs> no amount of cortisone that would no. make that feel better. I would need to be well, like... the Chargers yeah. will try. I'd bring a morphine <laughs> yeah, sure. drip out there on the field with me, just wheeling my cart around. <laughs> so get them off. Corey, your ball security has gone way down. Well, yeah, I'm dragging a morphine drip behind me. So those are all the injuries that had happened. So we have a positive thing. We have two positive things, I suppose. Devontae Freeman is to visit the Giants. His 18th team. Um, <laughs> he's going to be well, still want 20 million. Con- if he's, if he's going to sign a contract, is yet to be determined. If I'm the Giants, I mean, it's just one of those games that they're going to have to play. Is the money worth it, right? And it sounds like he might. it might not be the money for, you know, it might not be worth it, but we'll see. <coughs> yeah, I mean, who knows what he's got left? He's got, uh, you know, a lot of time off from football now, really. But so if, he, if it's him versus Dion Lewis and Wayne Gallman, I'm probably taking the chance oh, the, for the oh, for the, the right price. The talent is far better with with Freeman. I'm just curious to know what Freeman's asking for because right. with all these other injuries. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if he comes in and well, says, you know I want I'm six gonna go million. The, I'm going to go to the Panthers, yeah. you know, for, for a couple weeks or whatever. And then the Panthers bring him in. It, I, I think it's really all just going to come down to money. Yep. Um, okay, so I have an update from this. Um, for the tryouts, they, they, so what they do is each day they, they list, each team lists a tryout. Um, and typically, if your name is on the tryout list and you have not heard a contract is signed, then you have not actually received a contract offer. So he has listed on the New York Giants tryout list, and he has not been signed. And he was on the Philadelphia Eagles tryout list <laughs> over the weekend and was not signed. So once again, I don't know what the hell he's asking for for money, but he apparently is getting... Uh, have we considered that he sucks? I mean, I we, guess we can consider we, that we he could. sucks. Um, all right, and then the last... Michael Hasty's still out there. <laughs> the last bit of... Uh, Positive news is Chris Godwin did clear the protocol. 
Also, um, just a heads up, the Raiders have tied the game 17-17. I'm not sure who scored. That's funny. I forgot that that was on, too. Same. Um, all right. So, you guys are each going to – oh, Scotty's, Scotty's not even here tonight. Um, all right, let's head into our confidence boost because there was a pl- the, you know there was a handful of guys that really I think at, at the end of week two you can sit there and say I- I'm good with this. Cam Newton is now a weekly locked in loaded starter for me. He's my biggest confidence boost of of week two. I mean I could find a handful of guys that I think had very strong performances in, but this is a guy that I we were saying take a late in your drafts. He's got very very high upside. After week one, I, I was sitting there saying he had a great week one. I don't know if I'm going to trust him against Seattle. He came in against Seattle and absolutely blew the doors off. Cam Newton is a locked and loaded top 10, top 12 quarterback moving forward. Could not agree more. Oh, when you look at where you drafted him versus what he's giving you right now, you may be, you might have picked him up you know, for free on waivers. I think I got him in like the 14th round yeah. in one of our leagues. And, and again, we are in a New England league. Uh, no, I'm good. But we're in a New England league, so it's like we we are drafting Patriots almost consistently two or three rounds ahead of where most of the rest of the country probably is. And you still grabbed him, and you said the 14th, and I think in a couple of my leagues he was available as a pickup. So he's a QB 5, 6 right now after that 39-point oh, yeah. outburst. And on top of that, too, like there was, it's justifiable why you would not think Cam Newton was not going to have a good game. And you have Jamal Adams, who's going to fly all over him. Bobby Wagner, who's one of the top linebackers in the league that's going to spy on him. And, you know, you, you have, you know, some, some imp- improved secondary that they were going to be able to, um, you know, lock down the wide receivers on. And you thought it was going to be more of a running game and that, you know, the front seven might have been able to stop him running, too. And he didn't. He, he, he ran well and passed fa- fantastically. So, you know, when you see that against a matchup like Seattle, there's no one that's going to stop him at this point until he gets hurt or, um, you know, the season's over. Um, all right. And I'm going to speak for Scotty. Scotty's confidence boost right now is Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb was our 10th ranked running back, so I don't really know what he was ever – concerned about i think maybe just it was hunt. the cream the hunt thing last um, week with that explosion but i totally agree with him on leonard fournette I, I think massive confidence boost after this week um and then Corey, um yeah john smith and ryan Tannehill, kind of the combination of the two you can't have one without the other per se but johnny coming out and just having a great game i had i've been a johnny guy since last year when i used to talk about him week in and week out same with Tannehill. I was concerned as we came into a new year, would they be able to stay consistent? Would they be able to get it? John who didn't have a huge week one. Tannehill had a decent week, but nothing special. And this week they came out and had a great game together. So big confidence boost to say they can do this going forward. And I, I mean, obviously I hope they do. Yeah. John Smith is someone that uh, I, I placed in over like Hayden Hurst this week. And I saw him go off and I was like, fantastic play. And then Hurst, Hurst went off too. But <laughs> Sanu, I mean, uh, Smith, um, you know, he, he really did, you know, prove it. Uh, mine is James Robinson. Um, and that's because he's still on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he's still, uh, you know, someone who had 93 yards last year on, un- un- uh, I mean, last week he was an undrafted rookie. You know, there was, you know, was it Ozigbo? Was it going to be Raquel Armstead? And, and then Robinson was somehow buried in, in all talks. 
he puts up a good week one, and then then week two he has 6.4 yards per carry on 16 attempts and 102 yards and a touchdown. He scores and then finds himself with 20 fantasy points. It was just under that. So that's realistically where I see, you know, I mentioned on the last podcast, now I think he's uh, with the improved, you know, Jacksonville outlook um, that he's going to be an RB2 moving forward. So that that's definitely my boost. And on to Ch- our... Believe. To believe! Oh! Not to believe the 2020 season is not here. Yeah, the 2020 season. This is, is make, but this is this is make believe, right? We're in Alice in Wonderland, right? I mean, yeah, we, we <laughs> I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for a movie. Yeah, you come back 2020. Like what we, the hell? We were gonna wake up tomorrow, right? Um, to believe or not to believe, Miles Gaskins. Yeah, I believe that he is the guy. There's no S after his name. Also, no, there I just is want not. To point that out. Well, no, Miles no, Gaskins. I know. Miles Miles Gaskins. We all just assumed <laughs> it was your thing, but uh, no, I think I believe in his role. I believe that he's going to continue to be that guy until he messes it up. It's it's his spot to lose. I believe in his talent. The guy looks not bad. I mean, what he almost he averaged almost seven yards a carry this past game. So the only thing I don't believe in is the Dolphins and their system. But that's not his fault. <laughs> like, right. I so, mean, if you, if you, I mean, this is really more or less just pick, pick the guy. So, so, so in layman's fantasy terms, I'm going to put this as: Do I believe or do I not believe that Miles Gaskin is someone that I should a either have on my team or b play? And I don't believe either. I don't want him. So here's here's the thing. I agree with Corey. No other running back on the Miami Dolphins roster has done anything that said I should play over Miles Gaskin. No, no run. I love Matt Breida. I still have Matt Breida penciled in as the RB1 at the end of the year for Miami. Today, no. Today it's Miles Gaskin, and I'm I'm spending no more than $15, but I, I just spent like $6 in fab to get Gaskin on my team. And the only reason I got him was because it was a daily waivers league, and I got him the Sunday into Monday when most people aren't paying attention. So I got him on the cheat, but I would be willing to spend close to $15, $16 for, for a Miles Gaskin type of player. If you had all these injuries happen, I don't know how you ignore that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I also agree with Craig in the fact that I wouldn't want to roster or start this guy, but... If, but you, if might you have, have to. but if you have to pick so, one out of Miami, so that's I guess, my pick. I guess it in in a way, um, and that I'm and that's wrong. really the question. And and sorry to cut you up, but that's really the question. Do you buy Miles Gaskin as the guy in Miami right now? And really, I guess more of a fantasy. So so I would. I guess I'm a fool for saying that I wouldn't put him on my roster. I will put him on my roster for a zero or one dollar fab bid. That's me. You can you can take your 15s and your sixes and 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 he could be something and I'm willing to be wrong about that but it's more or less because of Miami's backfield I I, I don't think I've been shy on saying I want to stay far away from it but you know I would have thought like you said at the end of the year Matt Breida I, I really would think that he is going to get there at some point I don't know why that they haven't trusted him to go forward with it and they have trusted Gaskin to do it but. I mean, maybe because he was there a year before that. But I'm not playing Miles Gaskin until I know Matt Breida and Jordan Howard are just completely out of the picture. Yeah, and you look at Miles Gaskin, and you look at Miami, and you say, when's the last time they had a top running back in the league or a guy you even wanted to play? And that would be like Jay Ajayi. Well, Ricky get, Williams. Five years ago. Adam Adam Gase played, I mean, coached there for a while. Yeah, so. I mean, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, you want to know Adam Gase's track history? Uh, he had Jay Ajayi and then traded him for Kenyon Drake, 
and then sat Drake. <laughs> I hate Adam Gase. He's, He's an such an idiot. Right. Um, to Jer- believe or not to believe in Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon. No. So here's my thing is <laughs> no. I, I, I absolutely do not believe in Jarek McKinnon. There has been absolutely nothing that Jarek McKinnon has ever done to make me believe that he's going to do this. He ripped off a 55-yard run against the Jets on third and 31. He ended with three carries for 55 yards. Like, it was... When he signed that contract in San Francisco, originally, I went, <laughs> what a bunch <laughs> yeah. of idiots. Wow. That's why the Niners suck. And then they ended up being all right, but it was nothing to do with Jared McKinnon. So where right. did he play before the 49ers the again? Vikings. The so Vikings. So it was the Vikings. And they had... Um, he ran behind Adrian Peterson. Adrian. You might have heard of him. He was all right. Yeah. There was there was someone else when Adrian Peterson had that um you know season that you know he may have not been a great parent, um but it was it was him and someone else I can't remember who it was but McKinnon the thing was on him was he's an all star athlete Matt right Asiata uh, it was Asiata yes. sure so so he was an all star athlete great ran you know all all these uh, athletic routes and everything like that but it was always a knock on on could he stay healthy could he actually have the work. Um, turns out he didn't even play a snap for the 49ers before they figured out that he could not handle the work. Um, and well, it's he got, now he got hurt, right? He got hurt. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's the point. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say is, is he got, he got hurt early and it had taken three years for him to actually make a snap. Um, I don't believe in the long run for McKinnon because a Moser's going to come back. Coleman's going to be over him as well. Um, but for this week I do, I, I do believe in Jarek McKinnon this upcoming week. If Mostert's out and Coleman's out, McKinnon is the number one guy. And if he's going to be healthy and he's the only thing on the offense at all, because everything's completely, everyone's hurt. Um, I would, I would play McKinnon this week. Right. If you apply the same logic that we just bash you for about Gaskin, then yes, I have to agree with you. I would play him this week. I, I mean, yeah, bash me. Well, I mean, they, no, no, one I, time. No, I'm saying they, if you no, literally take a, what we just said to you about Miles Gaskin and you apply it to now how I was just hating on Jarek McKinnon. Well, yeah, I have to take my own logic and say, yeah, I would start Jarek McKinnon this week. Craig right. is right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the, I think that I think that they're actually both in very completely different situations where Gaskin has other competition. McKinnon likely doesn't. Not this week. Yeah, for sure. And they're both going to be probably the most expensive pickups on waiver wires. Right. And the good thing about McKinnon is he's okay, in so the Niners offense that is good at running. So that's actually a right. fantastic point, Tom, because McKinnon, I would think, is going to be the higher priced uh, guy if you're in a fab league or if, if you're in your waivers. He, you know, If you have the number one waiver, he's going to be over Gaskin, I would expect. And unfortunately, I don't think that you're really going to rely on that player, McKinnon, more than just this week because he really is going to – um, you know, compete with Mostert when he comes back or Coleman when he comes back. As far as compete, like he's strictly very much behind in the depth chart. Um, Gaskin could be a better long-term play. I still think Brita would, would take over, and I'm not sure about that offense itself. But McKinnon himself I would, I would have for one week, but I'm not overspending. I'll put 6 to you know, maybe five to fifteen dollars. Our waiver article will come out, and we'll, we'll give you a good round number. Right, and and I I was just gonna say that. So tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have our waiver article out. We've had some time to digest everything that's happened and put numbers to to faces with high low numbers. Yeah, and, and we're gonna start giving you a range that gives you the top side of your bid, what you should not bid more than, and then an average amount that you should expect him to go for. Yep. But yeah, I'm sick and tired of Corey entering his bids and then bidding over by like ten or fifteen dollars. Okay, so <laughs> I called you out so hard. I was like, this I, I won't, it's true, but it's I'm gonna so bid the thing negative is, amounts. The thing is difficult because in the leagues, 
where you're dealing with actual situations where you're running back needy, your wide right. receiver needy. Absolutely. Your needs change from what I'm trying to advise a, a rational team. A team that has no need and is just trying to improve, dropping your worst player, dropping an injured player for a guy. Here's what you should spend on him. That's a reasonable amount. That's what he should go for. But if you have a psychopath or a person that's just going to overspend because they have no running backs left, no healthy running check the teams in your league. If you have a guy who has Lev Bell, CMC, Kenny Holiday – those no, are, no, Barkley. It's well, Barkley. Barkley. There well, you go. Like, I'll take yeah. CMC though. Like, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. And then, I mean, it, at the same time, if you have a bunch of teams in your league that are zero and two right now, and say I need to get a win week three, yeah, they should bid up on McKinnon. They will be on the yeah. high side. They might not That's be true. the buyers for Gaskin, who are a long term investment and hoping that he might grow into a role. But if I need a guy for one week because I have an injury at running back, if I have CMC, I might say, okay, week three, Jarek McKinnon, twenty bucks. CMC will be back eventually. I only need two weeks out of this guy. And I think that's what yeah. we learned in practice last year with our article and then this year already by week one. We know that there needs to be a different number we need to tell a desperate team to look at. Yeah, and I just like to hammer Corey to hammer Corey. But Ty Johnson was worth that $53. I like how you are talking to the window, too. Like you're talking to yourself. He's looking in the mirror. To believe or not to believe Aaron Rodgers' resurgence. And I'm going to asterisk this. Without Devonte Adams, no, Ooh. hell no, I'm not no. gonna ask for okay. Devontae. Okay, so okay. do we? All right, only... with, without Devonte Adams, fuck no. With Devonte Adams, hell yes, I okay. am believing in Aaron okay. Rodgers, and that's and that was the key piece that I was trying to get at is that Rodgers seems to be Rodgers with Devonte Adams. So, and he, I'm telling, he's he's running all over the field. He he seems like. Uh, he's ha- it almost seems like he's happier. And I feel like that's a weird thing to say about someone, but Aaron Rodgers for a long time was a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> like yeah. He really was upset all the time. Oh, especially when this year was supposed to be to his super up- upset year when they just brought in Jordan Love and well, there's all this quarterback controversy. It's the it's the Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo it is. thing that's all over it- again with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and, uh, and Love there. But he yeah, you're, you're right. He looks happy and he looks good. I mean, I've been calling him a bum for uh, two years now, but... He looks he looks better. He looks and, crisp. He looks like he's playing at the level that everybody's thought he like. People have this idea of Aaron Rodgers, and he has not performed that idea for a long time. I yeah. This year he's back him. at it. Yeah, I do hate him. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know what makes your life a lot easier as a franchise quarterback is if Aaron uh, Jones is running for like two hundred yeah, yards a game. Yeah. So, right. And and the team not won, even impressed, bro. Team <laughs> went thirteen and three last year, and it's starting to look like they're going to hit that again at two and zero. The defense so. is good too. So I mean, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. good with the package. I, right I now. think. I think. Do we think that Aaron Rodgers is a QB one? I at this point, yes, I do. Without Devontae Adams, no, no, not without Devontae Adams. No, no, healthy no. Devontae Adams for the rest of the season. He's yes. a QB one though. Yeah. Because Dallas wants to hate it so bad. Alan, we're, we're, we're no, no, I, I think he is a QB one, but I think he's on the back end, ten, twelve. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. he was he was drafted as QB twelve. Yeah. Um, he finished last week as QB two, like you had mentioned, and then uh, or that was week one, and then week two. I actually don't think we've had the full stat out yet. Um, but you know, he's he's definitely a, a top five, eight. You know, wherever it it's, lays out. Again, I, I mentioned it on the last podcast. It's it's difficult when you have guys that you didn't expect to be there in that conversation. Cam Newton right now is in that right. in that territory. Yeah. And he's a guy that a lot of people did not pencil in in the top 12 by any means. So he's pushing guys that were on that fringe not right even, out. 
30, we, the 31 other NFL teams didn't I want to I want to toot our own horn because we said Cam Newton's upside was QB1 yes. all year. Yep. We said snag. Well, I think consensus we had him at, at 15 or we even had 14. Him, we had him I, I think we may have even had him lower than that, but I just remember saying like Cam's upside is huge. Um all right, let's let's rattle off a couple more of these. To believe or, or not, not to, to believe, believe Cam Soda and Gardner Minshew. I don't know. <laughs> I, do. I think I feel like I don't. Ever, I don't think at any point during the season they could go sixteen or no, and I still don't know if I could believe it. It's, I, it's I, so tough, I am getting close to believing in Gardner Minshew. He played the Colts, and then he played somebody else. Oh, the Titans. Those are decent yeah. to yeah. above average defenses. If he can put up the games that he put up, which was a nineteen for twenty passing performance, and then I think thirty for forty-five with uh, three touchdowns or four touchdowns last last week. Those over are 300 yards. Yeah, those yeah, are good the, games. I mean, and he looks good out there. You, and you know what Ke- I like about it? Keelan Cole is He's open. finding – that's what I love about it. He is finding the open yeah. receiver. Well, it, it sucks for DJ It's Char. the refreshing yeah. thing that you can see in an offense when your quarterback is out there to win games. He right. doesn't care about the right wide receiver stats. He doesn't care about who they are. He's hitting the open guy, and he's making the right read. That's quarterbacking. Yeah. It's not – Oh, I'm Mike Evans and I'm Chris Godwin and I demand this many targets. And now, you know, Brady Brady's Brady, he doesn't give a shit either. But like on teams that happens. They're like, I gotta get Cortland Sutton involved. I can't be throwing it all to Alton Judy. You know, you're worried about keeping your superstars happy. They don't have superstars in Jacksonville. Sorry, DJ Shark, you're not a superstar. You're pretty good. Keelan right. Cool. If you're open, I'm gonna hit you. If you're open, catch the ball, earn your role. And that's what he's done. Garden Richard looks good. And on top of that, if we're gonna extend it to the Jaguars as a whole, if I believe in them, yeah. James Robinson looks legit. That's true. Yeah. So what's there not to believe in? I love the defense to hold the other teams to a few less points, so maybe they could win some games. But no, no, no for fantasy no. purposes. No, no. for <laughs> fantasy, be a dumpster fire defense. Yeah, that's true. Be a dumpster fire. Yeah, totally right. cool. Then. Yeah. Um, I am starting to buy Gardner Minshew. I I don't know if I'm buying him to start him, but I'm I'm getting there. Chip on your shoulder, um, go a long way, baby. All right, so our last one uh, is it to believe or not to believe the Rams' two wide receivers. And and I'm going to say this right now. My rankings had Cooper Cup in the 30s. Yep. I statted out every player, and neither Cooper Cup or Robert Woods found their way into a, a top 18 for me. I think this offense is due major regression. I am still not impressed with what I'm seeing from McVay. He is not the offensive mastermind that people thought he was. He had that one Wonderboy year and yeah, that yeah. has done nothing since. Todd, this is a problem. Todd Gurley went for 2,000 yeah. all-purpose all, all yards. So if you, <laughs> you if get the, the question best is, do I believe the that the Rams can support two wide receivers in, That's any, the question. in any capacity? No. No. Um, they, they One cannot exist without the other. One cannot live while the other lives. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> but Who yeah, do you choose? I honestly would. I would take Cup. I, I think it's weird that um, I don't. Uh, know. You have him further down than Woods. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I would I think also Woods, take Cup. But I, and I, the reason why I would take Cup is because I think that he's going to be working more involved in the slot and kind of more underneath routes. And I think that's kind of all what Jared Goff can do right now. No, so. no, no, no. These are in and don't don't hear don't hear what I'm saying. Where I had Cooper Cup ranked thirtieth. That's where he came out when I statted them out. I I ended up adjusting a bunch of stuff because 
I would prefer to have Cup in that offense because it's going to be the touchdowns. It's going to be the slot. It's going to be everything you said. It's going to be the three TDs that freaking Tyler Higby stole from like a <laughs> yeah. fucking douchebag. I mean, it's it's again, it's Cup has not done anything this year so far to impress me, but you have to go over a larger body of work. And he's had these down games in the past, and he's come out and exploded for 30 or 40 points. So he gives you a couple of those, and he's going to you know, accelerate his uh, his ranking, and he's going to improve and get into that top echelon of guys. But from a week-by-week standpoint, I think uh, Woods has the smaller range, you know, um, higher higher floor, lower ceiling, and then Cup is your, is your just not dart throw because he's going to probably be consistent, but he might give you zero, he might give you 30. Yep, and boomer bust, and and I think Woods is starting to enter the realm of do you hold him or do you fold him next week or four or week four if he continues this. I pace. forgot about hold him and fold him. So it's coming wait. up, it's going to so, come up. So yeah, and and we're we're going into buy low, sell highs right now, and I, and I am honestly just going to say this: hold him, fold him, buy low, sell high is very hard to do when we've only got two games. Two, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I think next week is going to be the fun one of. Do you hold or fold the Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? And that that has to be one. Oh, speaking right. of holding, Josh Jacobs just busted a huge run with 95 broken tackles and then got it called back because of holding. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Because Jalen Richard didn't want him to do it. <laughs> he went and broke tackles of his own defense. He literally too, broke every bitch. single tackle. Um, all right, we're going to buy low, sell high. And we'll make these quick again because it, it's hard to formulate this. I, I have Darius Slayton as my buy low. Um, because I think people see the massive game, then they see the the low game. He didn't really do all that much. I think he had like seven fantasy points. I think people are going to sit there and say, eh, Darius Slayton's a wide receiver three flex play at best, or wide receiver four flex play at best. No, we I, I think Darius Slayton can really grow even more. Barkley's out. Shepard's hurt. People still sleeping on him. I think that you need to go and, and buy as many shares of Darius Slayton now um, because I think they're going to be hard to come by. Uh, in a couple weeks. Would you take Brandon Cooks for Darius Slayton? Uh, I wouldn't do that as the Slayton owner. Yeah, that's, I would. That's, I would, that's my question. I would trade Cooks to receive Slayton. Yes. Cool. Yes, I would do that. Um, I I hate Cooks, <laughs> so there's also that. Yeah, um, Cooks had a good game, so sell him. Um, yeah, Co- yeah, Zach Ertz oh, is sure. Scotty's buy low, which I think is a great buy low. Um, and then Corey... Yeah, I put two in there. Uh, I didn't know if my first one would count. So I have Michael Gallup, who's like six and a half points each week so far, which is nothing special, but it's not nothing. He's maybe still a flex play consideration for you. So I have him in there. You might want to go after him. I still think he has a ton of upside. I think he can get into that 10 to 11 point a game range, and he just hasn't found the end zone yet. So those are two factors that make me still very, very interested in this Cowboy offense while – it doesn't seem to be fully clicking yet. They do have they show signs that they could be, you know, uh, as long as they get on the same page. It does look like they're going to support three wide receivers, and all three of them are yeah. out there quite a bit, so that's good. The other side of that, I was going to say, if you guys didn't accept that one, was A.J. Green. He's another buy low for me. Um, he hasn't necessarily impressed, but Joe Barrow threw the ball 60 times last game. If that's the game script, I want as many pieces as I can get of that. And, sure. and, and, and AJ Green targets. And AJ right. Green's price is as low as it's going to be. He hasn't broken double digits yet. If you can get him this week for a middling running back, a middle tier running back to a guy who's maybe suffering some injuries, send him off. Craig. And mine is someone we hinted on, I think, a few times already tonight. Uh, and that's Noah Fant. Um, he, tight ends are hard to come by, and I think he's going to be really the, the only thing left. Uh, you know, for a red zone target or really, um, you, you know, a go up and get it kind of receiver 
on the on the Broncos. You know, Jerry Judy is, is someone I think that, that will take a step forward with the Cortland Sutton injury. Uh, but with Jeff Driscoll playing at quarterback, I think Noah Fant would be the only one realistically you can kind of uh, ride that wave out with. And then when, um, you know, when or if, really, uh, what's his face, Drew Locke comes back, um, I think that he'll look towards Fant because that's someone that he, he liked to look at in game one. And then I already hinted at Mycel. Mycel is the Brandon Cooks because uh, he had a decent week and, you know, he started off really slow. And a lot of people – um, think that he could get going in this offense, but I don't think this offense as a whole is going to get going. <laughs> so th- realistically, I think you can kind of try and get whatever you can with, with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think that offense is uh, putrid and not trending in the right direction at all. Then Mycel is a guy who's on a great, great role right now. We've talked about it a lot. Cam Newton. Not because I don't believe in him. I do honestly think he could still end as a QB1. But likely, if you drafted Cam Newton, you already had another quarterback. And this has kind of found money to you. If you can start your other quarterback and you're confident in him, do that and trade Newton to some quarterback needy team and return yourself a position player that you can play on a week-by-week basis. And then you're getting two startable players instead of just having one and a quarterback on your bench. It goes back to that theory that you're not carrying any more quarterbacks than you can start week in and week out. So... That's There's a world, and will happen, that your league has the team with Pam, uh, Pat Mahomes that's kind of like, oh, I didn't really like what I saw out of him last week, but I love what I'm looking at of Cam Newton. Yeah. And that guy that has Pat Mahomes doesn't listen to our program because we don't <laughs> draft Pat Mahomes. Um, so, Corey drafted <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, there is a possibility uh, that you could you could trade Cam Newton maybe a little something more for Pat Mahomes, and I would take that. Um, all right, and Scotty's cell was actually originally my cell until I backed it out. Um, my cell is Tyler Higby because he's never going to have that game again. But I, I want to touch on the James Conner, and I wish Scotty was here because selling a healthy running back, in my opinion, is a hard thing to do. But I think where Scotty's coming from is that James Conner, this is the time if there was ever one to get rid of James Conner and return him for something else. So James Conner and Tyler Higby are our last sell highs. Although, Scotty, how dare you try and trade a healthy running back? You fall on everything that you've ever said and done. Trust me, if I didn't have $46 attached to him, I'd be selling it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And, uh, and we're going with our bust, our, our emotional uh, uh, tear jerkers. Quit playing games with every boy band song in the 90s <laughs> that is just, you know. For all the ladies out there, uh, <laughs> Scotty, he's got a he's got a complex with Anthony Miller and Will Fuller. I don't blame you. Uh, Anthony Miller got a goose egg. Will Fuller just uh, does Will Fuller things. Corey, T. Y. Hilton sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so so I hate this. Figure it out. I hate this because I have T. Y. Shares, but I agree with you. I'm looking at that game and I'm like, all right, Paris Campbell's out with an injury. That sucks for Paris Campbell. I got him in a couple leagues, but you know what? T.Y. Hilton's about to have some stats. I go back at the end of the game. What the fuck happened? T.Y. sucks. It's Mo Alley Cox, baby. I, I was like, Phil Rivers has always had Keenan Allen or like Travis Benjamin or Mike Williams or Antonio Gates, and they've always gotten numbers. And he's like, yeah, T.Y., dude, this guy sucks. I don't want to throw him the ball at all. I'm going to throw it to freaking Paris Campbell's corpse, uh, <laughs> Mo Alley Cox, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, who else is on that team that have it? Michael Pittman. These guys are making catches while T.Y.'s got like, oh, I got four, four and a half points. I'm like, dude, 
I'm spending 15 bucks a year on you in Dynasty. Probably more than that. Like, let's go. I'll trade him for it. We'll, we'll talk trades. <laughs> but he's a guy that I'd love. I, I do think can turn it around, and maybe Paris Campbell being out and then practicing with him out will help him. But for now, I mean, quit playing games with my heart, man. Yeah. I hear you. All right, Craig. All right. And, so uh, I'm just echoing you. And yeah, don't, and that's you don't fine. need to make it a long one. You I won't just say it. I won't. Then, I'll just. I'll just. <laughs> that let would everyone... be much better. I'm with you, everyone. Okay, I am with you. Everyone has had all these injuries happen. It's only week two. I am with you. I have five guys in my dynasty team already on IR, and I have three without designations, which look like two to four week injuries and one COVID opt out. I'm looking at nearly fifty percent of my dynasty team that's not actually healthy. So I'm with you. The whole bust is 2020 so far <laughs> of, of the NFL season. Obviously, let's let's not get into all the other dramatic effects. No, the entire year of <laughs> 2020 entire... has sucked balls. Let me start on New Year's Day. Fuck this. I burnt my French toast. I want the team <laughs> I drafted three weeks ago to be my team in 2021. Thank you. Fuck you, 2020. Honestly, this year is making me wish that we were in like a mid-season redraft league. Just, can, can we <laughs> just like week eight. Yeah, week eight redraft team. That actually would be kind of cool. It'd be fun. Yeah, it's, it's the year of DFS. <laughs> All right, Thursday we have we have stuff. We got stuff coming out all week. Stuff. Waiver so wire. They, uh, we got waiver wire stuff that will be up Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. You'll get an email Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday morning. Go to topshelffantasy.com. I hope subscribe. it's not uh, No, it's it's Tuesday night. Excuse me. Tuesday night, you get there. Or Tuesday in the afternoon. I don't know. We will figure out the timelines. Go to topshelffantasy.com. We will have subscribe. them done. We will have them done by 2 o'clock tomorrow. I will, we will get them shortly thereafter. Yeah, I will. We will, we the rest will of email us are on them out page. to you. Um, we will do the work. Tom will email it. We have, uh, start and sits will be out We have on start Thursday. and sits. And then we have our Friday podcast where we'll end up going over week three preview, uh, week three previews, and then hopefully some better injury news. Please, God. yeah, hopefully we'll have some good just no injury news. Yeah. Uh, Topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Topshelffantasy. Topshelffantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Thank you.